Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for coming, or for calling. I should say today, we appreciate it very much. And uh, Steve Horvath from Geno's Auto Service with us, with us today. Charlie Grimes, our engineer. And Les Cooper joining us now. He's with BG. You guys hear us talk about BG pretty much constantly. I don't want to say it's every call, but we, it intertwines a lot with the things that we do here. So we'll have Les on. We'll get through a few things. And most importantly, those of you that have questions when it comes to you know the products that BG has, what to use, when to use it, how does it work, all those different things. Please let us know. We've got our expert here, and uh, again, I, I was telling Steve and Les, I'll let you know this. So I've, I say this a lot on air. You guys are probably tired of hearing me say this, but I've been around BG. I'm 59, and I can remember you know seeing my dad come home with a you know BG pen protector pens and all that kind of stuff when I was you know from the time I can remember so 3 years of age or so probably and so less that's how long I've been around you know BG products and just grew up with them and have used them literally my entire life throughout my career uh, not only in my shops when I owned them but my fleet shop today I mean it's just how long I've been around your guys' stuff and how much I believe in it so it's solid well, I appreciate that, and that's part of the reason I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate the fact that you're there. So, all right, we'll go to the phones again. If you guys have any questions for Les, please let us know, 303-477-5600. Uh, Jay, you're up. Go ahead. Hey, John. Uh, question for you, and I think I know the answer. Um, I've got a 2018 Nissan Rogue. It's been a good car and of course it should be it's only got 26,000 miles on it my wife drives it okay but i'm considering um uh selling it and getting her a rav4 as far as uh mid-size suvs where do you rate the rav4 uh way up yeah one of those that when somebody even asks you know if i'm looking for Something in that in that range of vehicles, Jay. You know, it's one of the ones that yes, I think very highly of, and will even steer some folks in that direction if they're looking at it versus some of the other things that are on the market. I mean, I know with every vehicle, every line of vehicle, I should, guess I should say, every manufacturer, there's good and bad, and I'm always reminded of this, Jay. Every time I drive by even a Toyota dealership, there's not 20 bays there because they never break. I mean, there's 20 bays there because they service vehicles just like any other brand of vehicle uh, is there to service theirs as well. But bottom line, is it a good product, and does Toyota in general build a very high-quality product? Absolutely, they do. Yeah, I've, I've, got, I've had two Lexus 300 hybrids, a uh, 15 and a, and a 22, and honest to God, you, you hit it on the head. They just don't break down. Yep, and again, they, 
you know, do proper maintenance. And again, we're going to talk to Les on the BG products and the maintenance that, that goes into that. And even the Toyota end of things is not always, how should I say this, Jay? They're not always open with what you should be doing full maintenance-wise. You know, they've got their same lifetime warranty or lifetime, you know, no mess with transmissions and so on, none of which is true. So, you know, none of them are are removed from making mistakes along those ends. But in general, is the RAV4 a great vehicle? Absolutely it is. I would like to know uh, from Les what BG products would be recommended uh, for those Toyota products and, and, and for what and when. Big okay. question. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's a really real big question. We, we got some time, though, because some of this will be universal and apply to not just Toyota, Jay, but Les, you've, you've got the floor. Yeah, I know that's a big question. Well, this next hour will be the Les Cooper hour now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, actually, I mean, all the systems, I mean, there is no, as he was uh, referring, there's no lifetime fluid. Uh, that falls under the marketing of right. uh, low cost of ownership. That's right. Uh, it really kind of means the lifetime of the warranty. And uh, depending on the vehicle, that can be a very short time and a little longer for others. Uh, but you do want to service your coolant. You're going to want to service all your gear oils, your transmission. And there is some cleanup in the intake and uh, injector fuel system that you're going to want to do. Uh, the more you do that, the happier you're going to be with your vehicle. And, and I get a lot more specific than that, but I don't know if I have time to do that. Well, and, th- and here's what we'll do, Jay. Throughout the time Les is here, because I can already see we've got other questions coming in for him, a lot of this will get covered. Now, I will also say, Jay, at 26,000 miles, you're a little unique because, you know, you've got less maintenance or, you know, less miles being driven, meaning you're going to have less maintenance overall. On the same token, with that being said, and this is on your Rogue, by the way, that's a CVT transmission on the Rogue, and you're definitely even at 26000 and the age of due for a service. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I can give you a real quick outline, and if you got something to write with, you might want to do this. But as far as BG is concerned, their rec- service recommendations for the oil system, you're wanting to stay within 10,000 miles using those uh, MOA and EPR. That's uh, part number 109 is EPR, 115 is MOA. If you use those every 10,000 miles, and I'm not telling you to go 10,000 miles on your oil changes. Yeah, we talk about that a lot here, so uh, yes. But if you'll at least have service records indicating that you use that every 10,000 miles, that will qualify you for lifetime protection on the oil system. Fuel system. Yeah, fuel system is every 15. And every other every other system on the car is thirty thousand. You do that, you've got their warranty, Jay. Terrific. I'm I, I'm in the car, so I wasn't writing it down. I'm going to go back and grab the podcast. And by the way, you can do it that way. Also, bgprod.com explains all of this on their website as well. Yeah, look on under pro, uh, look under the programs heading, and then go to LPP, which is Lifetime Protection Plan. There you go. Awesome. And by the way, we Thanks link all much. of that. You don't even have to remember the BG prod. Go to drive-radio.com. BG's there as one of our great partners, and you can link it that way as well. It's real easy. Thanks a million. You betcha, Jay. Thank you very much. Yeah, and for all of you listening, I don't say that enough. All of our great partners, BG included, you can go right to our website, drive-radio.com, drive-radio.com, and everybody there is listed, including Steve from Geno's Auto Service and BG, Les and the whole corporate end of things is listed there as well. Takes you to the BG Prod 
com website and so on. So, yeah, all of what Les just said is listed there as well. Now, I want to add one more thing to what Les just said, though. We also go one step further on this program. We feel like those of you with direct injection vehicles, and if you don't know whether you have one or not, your provider can tell you. But if you're running a direct injection vehicle, you need to be doing what Les just talked about with MOA and 44K and EPR, which is engine performance restoration. You need to be doing those three at least every 5,000 miles on a direct injection vehicle. Now, that's not what BG says, I know. But our experience in the field is you'll keep the decarbonization of that engine up much better by doing that and have that direct injection engine last longer with less maintenance by doing those BG services every single time you change oil. And in most cases, and this is going to depend a lot upon you and your driving and so on, this is where Steve comes into play at Geno's, but typically that's four to 5,000 miles on a direct injection engine, and that's not what typically your manufacturer is going to tell you to do. So, yes, we're way outside the lines when it comes to that, but we've explained in shows past why that is. We'll get into more of that today, by the way. But, yes, we want you doing that on a direct, engine, direct injection engine more often than not. John and Centennial, you're next. Hey, uh, hi, guys. Uh, I got a question for you, BG guy. Sure. I'm the guy with the 2022 GMC Acadia, and uh, I bought it a year ago, first uh, of February. Had 8,000 miles on it. And now I got 19,000. Okay. I've had oil change twice, and 90% of my mileage is I go, drive back and forth to Michigan. I go to Michigan two or three times uh, a year. Okay. And I'm going to be going uh, the end of this month, the 29th, back to Michigan, but I'm going to get the oil changed before I go. Now, my question to your guys is what do I put in it, and do I add the, I think it's the 44K on every gas fill up or what? Can no. You just give me a brief history of what I need to do. You want to take that last? Sure. Or? Go ahead. Uh, for your oil change, as we as we recommended earlier, the, you would want to do an EPR with that. but that's, that's the, a direct injection engine. Exactly. That one goes into the oil before you change it, and you're going to run that at about 1,200 RPMs for 10 or 15 minutes. And then what that has in it is an emulsifier, so it's going to clean the oxidized oil from the internals on your engine and hold it in suspension. So when you do pull that drain plug, because it is in suspension, it'll drain out. Okay. Uh, then uh, with the new oil, you're going to want to put MOA in there. That's just adding more of the additive package. We're not putting anything, you know, that's not already in oil. We're just putting a proper amount of additive into the oil. Uh, oil is oil pretty much, and the only way they can compete and remain competitive is by how much do they, how much additive package. The oil is oil, but the additive package is the expensive part. When you put MOA in there, you're putting that expensive part in a proper amount. Okay. And then uh, 44K, if you haven't done that. And uh, here's something funny, and this came out. uh, GM has just now partnered with BG, and we have actual BG products with AC Delco labels now. Uh, 44K, uh, there is a version that's very similar to the 245 for diesel cars. Uh, they wanted a strict injector cleaner. It does not have the cetane improver and lubricity Got it. as 245, but that is, an, is also a product that is endorsed and labeled and produced as AC Delco. And then the GDI uh, intake service. 
they're recommending 44k every 7,500 miles, whereas we've always kind of rule of thumb said 15,000. But uh, back to what John said earlier, as far as our, we do recommend the three-part oil changes every time with a GDI car. Yep. That's, uh, that's you'll just find over time you'll save money. Absolutely. At the you, end of the you day. You slow that carbon buildup on your valves. That's right. You reduce... Uh, you reduce all the buildup within the engine, but especially take care of that carbon on the valves. Okay, because that guy, uh, I took my GMC in last week because it was a factory recall and a rear view camera, and he had the BG products up on the uh, counter, and he was explaining it to me uh, about that a little bit about GM doing that. But uh, where I always get confused, I understand the oil side of it, and what I need to mm-hmm. do is when I'm traveling, every time I put a tank full of gas in, do I just put the BG44 in the first time around? and At the oil change I'm... first time around, yes. Full tank. Absolutely. Okay. okay, and so that's on the way going. I'll do several tankfuls of gas, get to Michigan, and then on the way back do it again? Oh, in your case, wait till your next oil change and just do it then on a GDI. I mean, okay. if I was unscrupulous, I would say sure. <laughs> you know, because yeah, I'm, I'm in sales. But uh, the, the fact of the matter Good is, if you don't let your uh, if you don't let your tank run down so far, if you got to get out and stretch your legs and you got a half a tank, go ahead and top it up. There's enough strength in that can of 44k that yeah. we always say the phrase "long, not strong." We want to treat for a long period of time, not a strong mixture. Great point. Okay, well, I won't hold you to the price, but to do the whole bailiwick was about 150. Oh, at least, yeah. yeah. Depending upon the shop, you're 150, 180, John. And I, I coach enough shops on that end of things. That, yeah, 150 to 180 across the country is pretty standard. Yes. Well, I'm thinking about just letting GM do it since I got to take it back in. Go see uh, Geno's. Steve will do it. You're in Centennial. Go see Steve. Oh, okay. He's yeah, got well, all that lineup of product I, and everything. He can do it. Yeah. And it won't affect the warranty. Oh, no, not at all. Oh, no. Can't. No, we'll, we'll I have it all documented can't. anyway. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. You're very thank welcome. You. And by the way, uh, he just asked a great question. Will it affect your warranty? No. No, no, no. no matter what any manufacturer or representative of that manufacturer says, uh, no. In fact, the law states, the Magnuson Moss Act states, even you, as a regular driver and owner of said vehicle, you and your neighbor, as long as you keep good records on what you've done with your services on that vehicle, in this case, oil changes, and if you want to do the, the, the full BG service, you'd have to buy the products and do that. But as long as you're doing that even yourself and keeping good records, there's nothing the manufacturer can say that would void your warranty. Now, if you left the drain plug loose and all the oil leaks out, and you've got a problem, that's a different scenario. But the actual oil change itself, as long as you're using a high-quality filter, high-quality oil, adding the BG, there's nothing that any manufacturer can say that would deny your warranty. And here's the law and how it reads. If, If they require you to do something specific on that vehicle, you have to use our oil filter. The law states they have to give you the filter in, under the warranty period. You got to use this specific oil. Law states they have to give you that oil if that's the case. So anytime you ever go to a dealer and they say, "Oh no, no, you got to use our product, our oil filter, our fuel filter, our whatever," that's a lie. It's against the law. You actually should turn them in for doing that, by the way, because it's one hundred percent a violation of the law. Because the law states they have to give you that product. And, and by the way, the law actually uses washing machines and appliances as kind of their demo. For example. General Electric says, here's our washing machine, 
And for you to keep full warranty on it, you got to use our soap. The law states GE would have to give you the soap to therefore keep their warranty in effect, which we all know doesn't work that way. Your car is exactly the same way. There is no difference in that whatsoever. So, Eric, Mike, you guys hang tight. want to give a little instruction on the warranty because that always comes up. Thank you, by the way, for asking that. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Take advantage of Geno's Auto Services Fall Special and save $45 on a coolant flush. Even as the weather is getting colder, your engine runs hot. When coolant degrades, it becomes acidic and can corrode your radiator, thermostat, and water pump, sending debris into your engine. This debris, if left unchecked, can lead to major headaches and repairs. Reduce the chance of overheating, even in cold weather, and keep corrosion at bay with a coolant flush special from Geno's. Maintaining your vehicle will give you additional years of performance. Geno's is celebrating 40 years in business in Littleton. We are all for making your life simpler, offering loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Reduce the chance of overheating and save $45 on a coolant flush from Geno's. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you've been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a jurist perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people view the evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one who's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals whom you don't know and were witnesses to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. You need to count on your vehicle several times each day. That's why Napa Auto Care Centers count on nothing less than the knowledge and skills of ASE certified technicians to maintain and repair your vehicle. Napa Auto Care Center technicians study and pass rigorous testing to stay trained on today's vehicle technology for both domestic and import vehicles to give you confidence in a job done right on time the first time. Visit your Napa Auto Care Center today. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. Napa if you're in the market for a new pair of glasses, now's the time to check your flex spending account or your health savings account and head over to Stack Optical. At Stack Optical, you'll have your new glasses in just three to four days. Stack Optical is celebrating over 50 years of quality eye care here in Denver. So for all your optical needs, eyeglasses, contacts, eye exam, prescription sunglasses, eyeglass repairs, 
Go to Stack Optical. Call them today, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. And tell them Scott sent you. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we're back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Guys, hang tight real quick. I got a question that came in to Les on the text line. Is the warranty transferable, Les? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Uh, it's just going to use service records. So uh, the the best thing to do is find yourself a good shop and do all your services like Geno's. There we go. <laughs> and uh, do all your services there. That way you're not chasing around. But if you can't help it, then you need to maintain a good folder. But you obtain that folder from the owner. Yes, it does transfer. Okay, good to know. I that was an so answer. They, I didn't know. They don't care whose name's written on that invoice. They just, just care that the product was used. It's got a VIN number. It means that okay. car. Uh, good to know. Thank you. I did not know that. Uh, let's go to Mike in Westminster. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, John. How's it going? I'm good. How are you, sir? Oh, not too bad. First question right off the bat: Were you sponsoring a rail? No. I saw. I was watching some uh, NHRA drag stuff over the weekend. Oh, that'd be Rush Truck Centers. I wish I was those guys sponsoring it, but no, that is not me. Okay. Same last name, different family. <laughs> um, I have a O2 Silverado, and when I'm at a stoplight, uh, heater on full blast, I can hear a change in the airflow at a dead stop. Any ideas? So the fan spins a little slower? I don't think it's the fan. But I noticed that in my old Yukon did that. Yeah, that's that's in the heater duct mechanisms, Mike. Those are all electronically operated. In fact, some of those, when you'd shut the vehicle down, you'd hear them changing the door position, sometimes even clicking because the motors get stripped. That's most likely coming out of that end of things. Is it electric or is it vacuum? It's electric on yours. Oh, boy. And the motors can strip and do some weird things, so you might want to just double-check all that, make sure it's all working properly. I think I'll just leave it as it is because it keeps it a little bit warm. That, that's, <laughs> that's what it is, though. That's what's happening. And eventually that motor will go bad. You'll know when it does. And some of those are easy to replace. Some of them are not. Yeah. Some it's are a, a bear. It's a little tiny plastic gear, two gears that are meshing together that's and they right. break. And, yeah, or well, they, of course. And in your case, they're probably just slightly broke or chipped or... And if if you went to Napa, they probably have it in steel. No, it's no, still going to be no. a plastic one. Still plastic. I don't know if anybody makes a, a full bore um, metal replacement for that. Some of the replacement heater doors now for some vehicles you can change from plastic to metal, but all the mechanisms I believe are still run that way. Yeah. Mike, everything's plastic in a car. Yeah. <laughs> Except my wallet, right? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, you use plastic to pay for it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. All righty. Thank you, gentlemen. No, Mike, thank you very much. Good call. Appreciate that very much. Uh, Eric, you're next. Go ahead. You look for Eric? Yeah, go ahead, Eric. You're up. Hey, so I'm going to caveat this. Every single half-burned-out brain cell I have tells me don't even bother asking this question. That's all right. Um. The product that you add oil prior to an oil change, and then you keep your RPMs up. Yep. Would it damage my engine if I added that, drove five miles to the shop, and then had that oil change done? I would not do that. We don't recommend driving it. We don't know how that's going to affect the emulsifier. 
Plastic. And, and mainly because, really quick to jump in with Les here, you're not at that constant 1,200 RPM, mm-hmm. and we want that to be on a cold engine warming up. The problem with, and there's no load, by the way, at that point, Eric, the problem with driving to the shop, you're now doing different things with the engine than you would be just sitting there at a 1,200 RPM range, or 1,200 RPM it, with the engine, I should say. And, and that's why I said every half-burned-out brain cell I've got. No, it's a good question. You know what, Eric? I, I'm not exaggerating. I get that question probably on the text line three to four times a month, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that. So you're not the only one thinking that. So it's a good question because a lot of people have the exact same question. Why can't I just put it in, go to the shop, I'll have my regular shop, whoever does the oil change do it. I don't have to worry about whether they have BG products or not because I'll handle it on my end. Problem is you can't. Motors are expensive, so air on the... I've I've heard plenty of stories where people put EPR in and then something interrupted them and they didn't change their oil. They're still driving the same car, but I'm not telling you that's the thing. I wouldn't to do. do that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. And, and that's what I figured out or you know thought, but I just wanted to double check. No, you, you Eric, thank you. No, you're by the way, you're like I said a moment ago, you're not the only one with that question, I, I, I thought about it a couple of times myself. Should I just do this now? I get <laughs> that a lot. And, and you'd be surprised how many people ask on literally, not weekly, but at least a few times a month, hey, I want to put EPR in. I'll just drive it to the place that normally does my oil change. You know, can I do that? And no, the answer is, unless you know, the engine itself, and, and Steve knows this as well, that idling really at 1,200 RPM, which is what you're doing, is not the same as the engine being loaded, driving down the road, working the transmission, the drivetrain, propelling, propelling the vehicle down the road. It's not one and the same. Even what the rings and everything, the fuel system, everything that's going on in the engine is different in that mode than it is driving it. Absolutely. So that's the biggest reason why. Soren might have a question of the day answer for us. Go ahead, Soren. Oh, well, the coldest I've ever seen is negative 25 degrees. Negative 25. Yeah, that, you're, you're, you're a Colorado boy. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) That's all right. At least, I mean, you're doing better than some of our transplants that are here for the first time thinking this is hell, and it's not. This is pretty normal for us. It's all right. It's not that bad. No, you get used to it. It's a little bit cold. That's right. Yeah, you know, it's it's like Phoenix in the summer. You don't go outside much. It's the same as, as that here now. You just don't go outside much unless you have to. Yeah. And when as this line of work, you have to. That's right. So. What you're doing, you don't have any choice. So, so on good one. Appreciate that very much. Uh, lines are open, 303-477-5600. Les Cooper with us from BG. Of course, Steve from Geno's Auto Service with us as well. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Never know how. There's something special about Napa Auto Care Centers. They're backed by the national strength of Napa. Nationwide warranties honored by thousands of locations. You know that's Napa know-how. But more importantly, your Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned and operated by neighborhood professionals who operate by a written code of ethics. Put your vehicle in the hands of ASE certified technicians who will greet you with a smile you can trust. Visit us today at NapaOnline.com. Napa You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? 
But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. Rush to, or sorry, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Almost made a mistake. We have got Les Cooper from BG, and I will stand corrected on BG because they started here in Denver, I think around 1971, and which means I would have been seven. But I do remember wins prior to that because our local distributor here, Ken's and Leslie, which is who we're affiliated with as our sponsor, actually, they're the, our BG or BG distributorship here in this Rocky Mountain region, and they had wins prior to that, which I also remember. So I remember wins, and, of course, BG, and, of course, I was like six or seven when that first got started in the early 70s and remember that full well. And, again, I've used it literally my whole career because I started working on cars, and, yes, this will shock some of you, but, yeah, when I was like 13, is when I was 12, I started sweeping floors. 13, I was actually starting to work in the dealership. 14, I was on the line, and the rest is history. So... Yeah, I've been around their products that long. Jeff in Western Montana, go ahead. Hey, I'm so sorry your product of child labor. Um, I yeah, well, you grew up in a family business. That's how it is. You have no choice, Jeff. Yeah. Yes, I know. I I remember uh, things like that very well. I remember getting paid three bucks a day to help install carpets. So there you go. And hey, you know what? I yeah. I have no. Uh, animosity about any of that, Jeff. I think I led a really great life. Did I do a lot of things differently as a as a kid and as a teenager, even than a lot of other kids and even my friends? Absolutely, but I am who I am today because of that. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. So no no um, no regrets, no regrets, no regrets. As a as the there we go, says. there we go. <laughs> um, a question on uh, EPR. Yes, uh, that that. Um, up here, things are kind of hard to find with shops and everything. So the last time I went in, I actually went to the oil change place. I had an appointment. And then as I was out, when I arrived, I put it in the engine, let it idle. 
and uh, and then uh, they took brought it in. It wasn't cold; it was warm when I put it in. So that, that's my first question: Is there a problem doing that? It is not a problem to put it in. Uh, it's it's heat activated. I think that was just him being colloquial about how to do it. I mean, you can put it in hot, whatever. You, it's not going to start really cleaning until it does get hot. When we do our demos, we use a torch. We put it in in, in, in a test tube and heat it up with a torch. So not really a... Typically, it, again, when you're in front of oil change, the car is going to sit for a few minutes and if anything, maybe even a few hours, it'll be cool. Point being, you can put that in, let the engine warm up. It does its cleaning and away you go and and it again goes back to the whole you know don't drive it with the epr in it i mean yes there's stories of people doing that but i i would highly again being that we're in the public eye right now jeff and doing what we do on the radio i can't recommend that i would not recommend that Uh, i understand i just wanted to make sure the cold engine versus uh, warm engine wasn't an issue no if you take it Uh, in and you've got your people and you've got the product and they don't sure you could do that and i tell people that on the text line all the time you'd have no problem with that Okay, and then the engine had over 200,000 miles. It was the first time I had done that, so I got kind of concerned about sludge, maybe in the oil pan or up in the engine. Is that is there a risk of getting of it being too uh, too good and, and dissolving too much at once and plugging things? Uh, EPR is really not a sludge treatment. We have a whole nother That's thing another thing for product, that. Yeah. Uh, so it's not going to loosen up enough to do any damage. It may clean some of it, but it's if you've got a sludge motor, there's a whole other product called the Dynamic Engine Restoration that's uh, a lot more complex, but uh, still better than replacing an engine. Of course. Yeah, I just didn't know what was in there, and, and uh, I was kind of concerned that if there was sludge, um, would it cause a problem more than, yeah, I know I've got it, and... Uh, because I, I do my oil changes really regularly since since I got it with 35,000 miles on it. So that's that's not a problem. I, I was just curious. Nope, you're good. All righty. Thank you very good much, one, Jeff. As always, appreciate it. Great questions. These are, by the way, these are all great because most of these are universal, applying to other folks that are listening that probably have the same question but have never asked it. So this is very universal. Ivan and Parker, go ahead. Yeah, um, I have a question about the EPR, too. Sure. So you put it in your oil, and I understand that it's going to loosen up the carbon on the bottom side of the piston during the stuff, because that's where the oil is. Correct. But how is it, how do you, like, especially with these direct injection engines, you know, there's no fuel going over the back side of the valve. There's not. um, To clean that off. So is the EPR, I guess it's kind of a two-part question, is the EPR only cleaning the carbon on the bottom side of the rings and other than doing a complete air intake cleaning system there's really no way to clean the back side of those valves for the carbon that gets built up there either is there yeah the valves are are really only going to be cleaned by an intake service that's the gdi platinum service which genos has <laughs> uh, however uh the EPR, if you keep those rings, it is going to clean those rings and ring landings so that they are expanding and sealing against your cylinder wall. So you do, you know, eliminate a lot of the blow-by and keep the fuel out of the oil. So that's going to help prevent and slow the buildup of the. But that intake service is a necessary evil. You're going to have to do it eventually with a GDI. 
Uh, you have no choice. Because, Ivan, you explained everything correctly, even to those that are listening. There is no fuel wash on the back of the valves at all in a direct injection engine. Therefore, the additional carbon buildup, every engine has blow-by. There's no way to make one without it. No matter how many right. EPRs you even do, you're going to get a certain amount out of an engine. It's the nature of the beast. And in doing so, that's where that carbon buildup comes from because there's nothing there to wash it away. Right, right. And so then as far as inside the internal combustion engine, that's where the 44K comes in to clean the carbon off of the front side of the valves and the top of the piston, right? The face of the valves and the top of the piston, yeah. exactly. And, and again, a little okay. bit of the top of the ring at that point where the EPR wouldn't reach all of that, the 44K will. There may oh, yeah. be okay. even, you know, again, because there's always a little bit of blow-by, the 44K may even help a little bit with the with the backsides of the valve, uh, although not much, because to your point, there's just it, it would only be whatever residual would be left in the combustion chamber that might actually hit that valve in the four-cycle combustion process, but it's not going to be much. Right, right. Yeah, one thing, I've got a, a couple of vehicles that are the direct injection. i got the, the Durango with the Hemi and then a, a that's not a direct. That's so, not direct injection. <clears throat> the, the Hemi is not? No, it is not. Oh, okay. Well, that, that's uh, good in that regard. Um, but what I bought for both of my vehicles are these, like, oil separators that were the blow-by... And, and you know, we, time out really quick. Before I, before I move on to make sure I explain that, if you think about it, Ivan, and you're a smart guy, you can't do that particular engine with a hemispherical head and have direct injection because where you would normally do the injection is where your spark plug is. Oh, you're right. So think about <laughs> That's that. Right. That's why yeah, that engine specifically that. is not a direct injection engine. Okay, okay. But the, the 6.2 liter uh, uh, trail boss is, correct? I'd uh, have to look on the 6.2. I, you know what, don't, I got to look that one up. I will look that up while you're talking. Okay. Um, but anyway, I, uh, both, of my, both of those vehicles, I've installed these little, I, I guess you call them an oil separator, that where the blow-by goes by into a canister and it separates it so it cleans some of that oil going back into the combustion chamber through the intake. Right. I've, I, I've not right. done that personally, but I've heard people do that, yes. I've seen the catch yeah, cans, and the, they do yeah, catch yeah, a significant yeah. amount of that oily. Yeah. And a yeah, lot of the manufacturers kind of have their own little catch area in the, in the intake, in yeah, the intake I tube think. that's a little, maybe a little bubble that catches some of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, you know, I'm a guy that when I buy something, I keep it for a long time, so any advantage I can get, I'll do it. And so I put those on both of those vehicles. I believe the later model 6.2s the, on the GM side, and I don't have in front of me what the years are. I believe the later model ones now are direct injection, yes. Yeah, mine's a 21. I'd have to look and see when they went that way. I believe that is. I, I can, think I'll, you I'll look Yeah, it. I think that one is, Ivan, and that's how okay. they're getting some of the – I mean, I, I, I have one of those in a new – uh, Silverado and you know and Steve does. I mean, they'll get twenty miles to the gallon running around. They're, that's mm-hmm. how they're doing that, as you know. I got you. I got you. All right. Well, thanks, guys. I appreciate and, it. I and love your show. One last thing, Ivan, on your yeah. on your engine especially, and this is true with a lot of the other engines like it. But because of your also cylinder deactivation and other things that are going on, also why EPR and constant solid oil changes in your case four to five thousand miles. I wouldn't go over five thousand miles in your case. But 6.2 yeah, is you know one what? of the platforms. Yeah. So 
So yeah, yes, I'm old school. I do it three thousand. I don't care what. They yeah, say. you're not harming anything on yours. I don't think to do that. You could go no. four pretty easily with today's oils and doing the things we're talking yeah. about with BG. But if you're doing it, it works. Keep doing it. You're not hurting anything. Right. Right. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. I appreciate I have, no, Ivan. Thanks. Great. Again, great universal questions. Appreciate that very much. Ed in Los Animas, you're next. Okay, uh, <clears throat> I have a 2014 Jeep Patriot. Okay. And I had the gas tank. I try to put gas in it now, and it cuts off. You barely put it in. It cuts off. Cuts off. And I wiggle the top of it, and it wiggles around. Is is that one piece, or how many pieces are to that? Where you fix the the gas neck itself? You mean? Yeah, yeah, the neck. It's generally just one piece for a little while. And then it goes it, to a hose usually. Yeah, and then it connects the hose into a, a, a inlet to the uh, uh, to the tank itself. Yeah, it kicks off. You know, I I put it in. I I can only put in a gallon about every thirty minutes. You know, it takes a long time. Does do you have have you gone to another pump just in case that pump is too sensitive? Sometimes they over make them too sensitive mm-hmm. and they they kick off too easy. It's not so much the well, car. I would, the but I can wiggle the neck around from the top, and it wiggles. You know, yeah. it's loose. Yeah. Well, that that may be somewhat normal, or maybe just broken right there. But I don't know if that would have a problem with the making splashback. Yeah. yeah, the splashback that you're getting. That's why I was saying a different different yeah, actual pump. Peter. That's what I'm getting. It cuts yeah. it off. So, what do you think? Or slow down the rate of in, uh, uh, that goes in. That's probably what yeah. I'm Really slow down. It takes a long time to put uh, to put ten gallons in. And this is not just one time. It does it every time. Does it every time? Yeah, yeah. And I, I probably want to pull that. Take a good look at the neck. Maybe even have to go down with a little scope. Look down inside that neck. Make sure it looks clean and not too bent. Okay. And another question I got. Um, um I, I gave you um, like seventy-two Cadillac Eldorado convertible. You mm-hmm. told me to send you information. How do I send that to you? Actually, send that to Worldwide Vintage Autos. They're they're the ones that could help you sell that car at Worldwide okay, what, Vintage what, Autos. Okay. What, how do I send it to them? Um, let me give you their number. Hold on here. And just best thing to do is call them to start with, and then they'll walk you through the process on how to do that. 877-422-422. So 877-422. Okay. One five seven zero. Tell them you listen to us, and they'll take care of you. Oh, okay. One five what? One five seven zero. Okay. And the question today: I live in Los Angeles, and about two thousand seven, we had forty inches of snow, and it got below 30, 30 degrees. Wow. Thirty below. That's cold. That's, that's that normal. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it, Ed. Thank you. We'll take a quick break. We'll come right back. Gary, don't go anywhere. Lines are open. 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Are you ready to revolutionize your ride? Look no further than Legacy Automotive, your one-stop destination for all your automotive needs. We're here to take your driving experience to the next level, whether you're an eco-warrior or a diesel enthusiast. Are you the proud owner of an electric vehicle or hybrid? Legacy Automotive is your go-to expert for top-notch EV and hybrid service. Our team of certified technicians is well-versed in the intricacies of these cutting-edge vehicles. But that's not all. Legacy Automotive offers a range of services for all types of vehicles, from oil changes to brake repairs, tire rotations to trans- transmission maintenance, we're here to ensure your ride performs at its peak. Our state-of-the-art facility is equipped with the latest diagnostic tools so you can trust our experts to accurately diagnose and fix any issue. And did we mention our commitment to customer satisfaction? At Legacy Automotive, we pride ourselves on delivering a five-star experience. 
From the moment you step through our doors, our friendly staff will greet you with a smile and provide personalized attention. We believe in transparency and integrity, so you'll always know what services you need and why. Your satisfaction is our driving force. So why wait? Experience the Legacy Automotive difference today. Just go to LegacyAutoBoulder.com to book an appointment. Whether you're an EV enthusiast, a hybrid aficionado, or a diesel devotee, we're here to keep you on the road with confidence. Legacy Automotive, where expertise meets excellence. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. Your local Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned, operates by a written code of ethics, and provides service you can trust. Put your vehicle in the care of ASC certified technicians in your neighborhood. They're backed by Napa. Quality parts, national warranties, that's Napa know-how. Your Napa Auto Care Center might just be the treated me fairly, I love those guys place you've been looking for for your vehicle. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. Napa have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. We are back. Just with us, Les Cooper, also from BG. So if you got a question on BG, please give us a call. We'll get that answered from Les. 303-477-5600. Text line 307-200-8222. Gary in Denver, you're next. Oh, hi, John. Thank hey, Gary. Thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, got a question about uh, the diagnostics that they run when you get a check engine light. I had that happen uh couple weeks ago and they pulled the code and it's the one that's uh, the most typical the one where they run the smoke test yep. uh, yeah. yeah and so they ran the smoke test and they couldn't find anything and they asked me to um take the car and bring it back when the gas was less than half full when the fuel was down Makes to sense. half a tank you know why they why what they what they do when it's you know at half a half a tank that they can't diagnose when it's 
a full tank. Yeah, totally different headspace in the tank itself. Your fumes are going to be much larger at that point coming out of the tank. A lot of differences between a half a tank of fuel and a, and a full tank of fuel, Gary, is why. So so is it is it your experience that that will identify a problem that wouldn't have been identified with a full tank? Your system is, make sure I explain this correctly, Steve, the system is going to work harder, believe it or not, at half a tank or even a quarter tank than it is at a full tank. More fumes. Think about that for a second, Gary. So let's say you have a gas can and it's all the way full up to the top versus half full. Believe it or not, it's more explosive at a half full than it is at a full full, than it is full. Because the fumes are what ignite okay. in gasoline, not the actual fluid itself. Okay, I, I didn't think of that. I thought it might be some kind of a sensor that's in the gas tank that isn't exposed when it's full. Uh, there's some of that as well. Again, you're just the, the system itself is operating completely differently at a half a tank than it is a full tank. And some of the, like when you run a monitor on the car, they there may you not go. work at full also, so we may want to Correct. run that monitor at lower. There's, there's more reliable checks and balances at a half tank, Gary, than there would be a full. Maybe I should say it that way. And, and what kind of car was this again? It's a 2015 Kia Forte Coupe. Okay. Yep, for sure. Yep, that, And that's why, Gary, that's why they're asking you that. All right, that's what I was saying. Thanks. I no, didn't you're, no, great, that. great question. I don't know that we've ever had that question come in. So, great question, Bob and Thornton. You're next. Hi, John. How you doing, sir? Good. Hey, I recently bought a used um, Ford F one fifty. Okay. And not knowing what it's been through, what do you think about um, changing the transmission fluid and the uh, differential? Oils. And and I'll ask what year. I mean, it doesn't matter because I'm going to probably give you the same answer, but just for my reference, what year? It's a 2020. Uh, at 2020, which means mileage, what's it, 50,000, 60,000 now? No, it's not even that much. It's like 26, just, 20, just over 26. Okay, so you're at 26K. Uh, and on a 2020, even not knowing its history, frankly, I would do the things we've talked about with, with – uh, uh, BG in regards to you know less with regards to your EPR and I would start a fresh oil change along those lines with 44k and so on. When it comes to the rest of the gearboxes and everything else, I would just go on a regular maintenance schedule at that point because of the low mile of the vehicle at this point. Okay. If you had you know eighty thousand, I'd say yeah, let's start from scratch no matter what's happened, so you've got a fresh starting point and so on. But you're so low on miles, I I and. And not that Les doesn't want to sell product, he does, but you're at low miles enough where I would just start on your regular schedule at this point. Okay. Now, do you – I don't know anything about fuel injection. Do you know if the 2.7 is direct fuel injection? Yes, that one for, that's an EcoBoost engine. It for sure is. Okay. All right. Well, great. Thank you. And, and, and that one, Bob, is really the EcoBoost Fords, and, and there's a lot of shops out there, not the dealers, but a lot of shops out there that will – tell you that we are really on target talking about all these products that ecoboost engine especially on the ford side unless is i can see it in his eyes that is especially an engine that we're, we're talking about all these services is very 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 much something that's needed on that vehicle right Les? yes absolutely okay. all right great okay 
right. Well, thanks for you all bet, you Bob. Do. No, thank you very much. Yeah, and I'm it's folks. I'm not picking sides or anything along those lines. Every vehicle engine, etc., has its own little idiosyncrasies. But I will tell you, the EcoBoost engines, while they produce a lot of power, they work well. People love them. They are maintenance hogs. Beside, you, you, no matter what the dealer tells you, they are a maintenance hog. Les, am I correct in saying that? Uh, as I said before, low cost of ownership is a marketing term. It's not reality. The EcoBoost is a high maintenance item, and, and the reason for that is: think about this. Common sense would tell you they're taking a very small displacement engine. They are pushing as much air into it as they possibly can to get the horsepower then up to compete with what would otherwise be a larger, you know, V6, V8 type engine, if you would, in most cases, a V8 engine. So they're getting a lot of power out of low displacement. And the only way you do that is by upping the amount of air and other things. And I don't want to get into all the technical things involved in how an engine makes power, but they're doing a lot of things to make a very small engine make power. In doing so... Common sense would tell you that they're going to have more wear and tear on said engine, given the fact that you're doing these things to a smaller displacement engine. Am, am I explaining that well enough, guys? I like that. Is that a good way to say Absolutely. it? Absolutely. And and just keep in mind, you know, which is counterintuitive, but they keep pushing the oil change intervals further and further out, and you're working your engine harder and harder than it ever has before. Does that make sense? You speak our language. <laughs> okay, here's a question I don't know the answer to. And I know a lot about your product and can do, I've done this long enough and can pretty much answer questions less, not bragging. We've just been around your product long enough and have had enough of, of you and Chris and others on. I don't know this one. Wait, wait, wait. Before, can I preface? Yes. I might just get up and run out of the room if you don't know the answer. But, <laughs> two, so don't be alarmed. Two-stroke motorcycle, okay. EPR and 44K, yes or no? We do have, uh, I do, I mean, it's not as big of a market, the motorsports, but we do use EPR. Uh, we typically use uh, EPC, which is part number 116 okay. for the oil. Uh, that also is great, like in a wet clutch application. I okay. used to work with a Harley dealership that put in all of their oil changes. Okay. And then there's a tiny little 6-ounce 44K if you want. Uh, that okay. is more designed for that treat ratio. Okay. I had a guide pulled up that gave me the exact treat, treat ratios for everything here. Uh, the six. You ounce, wouldn't want to put a full can in. Let's six just say ounce that. one treats ten to thirteen gallons. Okay. Uh, but you know, my personal. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get a better price on the bigger one. Put just put, what, it put out. what you need in there, and then dump the rest in your car or Good lawnmower idea. or Great whatever. idea. Great idea. Okay, so that's, again, I don't do much in that world and have some of those, but never, honestly, bless, I never really thought about using, especially EPR, never thought about EPR in a two-stroke engine. It makes sense. They were going to get, especially with the uh, oil being in the fuel, makes total sense. I just never had thought about that before. Still internal combustion. Everything's pretty much the same. Uh, I do sell a lot more uh supercharge too in the motorsports by the way because it's not quite as strong as the 44k but it does have a stabilizer oh, it's the best in there. stuff ever so if you you're one of those guys that goes out and pushes it hard and then you break your break your tibia or your fibia putting your foot down when you shouldn't uh you can probably you know if you keep that within a year maybe even two years i've uh, gone they, too 
Uh, I have have hot rods. Go out there so and crank. I've, go out there and crank that, it up, and shouldn't I've see got, a puff of smoke. No, last night you can use this story. I've got my old car from high school, which I don't drive a whole lot. Normally, it sits on the upper rack, and I don't hardly ever get it out much. My old my old Buick, and put supercharge in it to store. And uh, I hadn't driven that car. I'm not exaggerating for two years. So one summer, or actually one spring, get ready to get it out, fired. I'm thinking, okay, well, let me let me smell the gas first, because you know, because I thought, well, I put stuff in it, but it's two years. So mm-hmm. I pull the cap, smell it. Hmm. Smells pretty decent. All right, well, let's give this a whirl. And that car, no matter what, it's just such a great car. I can get in. I don't have to prime the carb. I don't have to do anything. I get in there, and I crank it over. I don't know. It takes me, I don't know, 15, 20 seconds of cranking and pumping and cranking and pumping, and it finally fires up. Two-year-old gas with supercharge in it, no problem. Mm-hmm. And that's a vented system. Oh, yeah. So that, that one is going to actually go bad faster than if you had that in a modern car. And I'm not I'm not lying when I say that I went two years supercharged in that car. So I there you a, go. I have an account. Uh, don't say the names, but they they do restorations and they have a beautiful showroom and I love to go in there. They have supercharged in all their asset cars. Okay, so there you go. Great example. I use it as well. I, I I buy it by the case from you guys and just have it and use it accordingly. So it's a great product. All right. Another full hour. Again, Les Cooper with us. BG, don't go away. If you have any questions for him, please give us a call. Third hour coming up next. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.